This week, it was all about Windows and money. Happy Friday, friends. What a crazy week this kind of was with uh, Microsoft announcing Windows 11 officially almost completely pulling back the curtains, but they left some surprises off the table. And also Microsoft hit a new milestone when it comes to market cap. So it has just been a busy week, a lot of good questions in this week. So let's just dive in. First and foremost, Microsoft passed the $2 trillion valuation mark on their market cap. That is a significant milestone and just shows that Microsoft has, uh, well, a lot of people believe that they are going to continue to grow and add more value and add more services and just continues, honestly, just make more money. Um, Microsoft's $2 trillion market cap means that they, I believe, are the second company. Apple was the first. And so there's other couple companies like Amazon, uh, Google's down there a little bit. There's a couple others that are close-ish. Uh, but only Microsoft and Apple so far have crossed that threshold, which is, it's monumental. Uh, I mean, the $2 trillion company is just, it's crazy. It's a huge, that's a huge company. Um, one thing to keep in mind though, market cap, market cap doesn't have a lot of value really. It, it's a neat milestone. Market cap is typically utilized if you're, if somebody's going to go buy another company because it is the price of the, the current share times the outstanding shares. That's how you get the value. And that's how many, that's how much money you would have to spend to buy all the available Microsoft shares to effectively own the company. And so that's why it's you know worthwhile. If you're going to buy a company, you look at the market cap, but in Microsoft and Apple's case, it doesn't have a whole lot of value. Um, it's just sort of a neat milestone. Uh, Microsoft is also indefinitely delaying joining teams meetings with group or with a digital ID. This is something that other services have. So if you've ever joined a team's meeting, you've always clicked a link. Microsoft is working on an option where you could actually just enter in, I believe it's like a nine digit code or just a random code uh, or digits and codes that would allow you to join the meeting. If you couldn't find the link, Microsoft has delayed that. And hopefully I don't, they've said they got some feedback and I'm not quite sure what they're going to change, but they have delayed that functionality. So on to Windows 11, which was the biggest news of the week. It, it, Microsoft, the presentation was really interesting from like two completely opposite perspectives. Um, from the technology perspective of like what Microsoft showed up with Windows 11, I think it's generally speaking a pretty good update. There's a lot of caveats with that. Uh, but also the delivery of the, the keynote was actually pretty terrible. Microsoft's Azure infrastructure or their video streaming infrastructure completely fell flat. Like it was Microsoft had two streams up and running, one for media and one for like the general public. And they both just just died. They they were buffering. They were not working. Actually, Microsoft at one point was recommending people just go look at their Twitter streams um, and everything else. And so I'll be curious if Microsoft ever gives us a triage of everything that comes out of that. But it was not a good look for them to launch their next generation OS. And they couldn't even stream video to everybody who wanted to watch it on their own platform. So that technical issue aside, the actual OS looks pretty good. Now, the one thing I like kind of hold back on is that Microsoft wasn't really showing off the lot of lot of it, right? It was a lot of screenshots. It was a lot of polished uh, looks at the OS. And so we got to wait until we get our hands on it, which will happen next week. And Microsoft, they were using a lot of pre-rendered stuff that we saw. Microsoft has done this in the past and other companies do it, which is fine. But it always makes you a bit nervous that until you see somebody on screen moving the mouse, clicking and walking through everything, uh, it, you know, you just want to make sure that it's all there because there's things that Microsoft has shown off in videos and past. Like one that jumps out in my mind is Groove Music Maker. I think that was Windows 8. I can't, might have been Windows 10. Either way, 
Um, no, I think it was Windows 10. Never actually shipped. And so we got to wait in which we will get our first hands on it next week. Although we, there has been that leaked built to see how you know polished and everything is. But again, keep in mind that this isn't shipping uh, formally reaching GA until sometime in the fall. Although, knowing how Microsoft operates, they're going to have to sign off on this OS relatively quickly here in the next like 12 weeks or something like that, more than likely, something like that, so that they can get it to OEM, so they can get it on new devices, especially for the holiday shopping season. So there, there's definitely like that, that pressing urge that they've got to get there because if they want this on Best Buy store shelves, they've got to sign it off and hand it off to the OEMs who then go build the PCs and all that stuff. Um, still, we haven't seen everything either. We definitely haven't seen all of File Explorer, although there were some... I, I don't want to call them leaks, but they were shown off in the developer event that happened after the keynotes and everything else. So we did see like one look at it. We also haven't really got a robust look at the settings either. We've seen, again, screenshots of different aspects of it, but we haven't gotten a good walkthrough of what is happening with Windows 11 settings. And so there's still a lot to kind of dig through. We didn't see much of like the, the control panels, if that's still there. Uh, we didn't see much of like the notification center. So there's still things that we have to kind of go and play around with. And there's going to be a long block blog post when the first insider build ships that will talk through a lot of this. So there's still things just kind of out there is kind of the point of this. The, the, but the the big question is, can they deliver on everything that they're promising? I mean, that the Teams app integration looks really neat, which Teams, by the way, is being effectively refactored. Um, the consumer version is using like 50%-ish less memory or resources than the consumer. So if you compare the current consumer version of Microsoft Teams, which I know not many people use, and then you use the, the new Teams version that is going to be bundled into Windows 11 that everyone's going to sign into when they sign in with their MSA because it's now forced, um, especially for home users. That version of Teams uses 50% less resources when compared to the other consumer version, which is a big deal. Uh, I did a good post on it. They moved away from some frameworks. I believe they're all now on React is their full um javascript framework and they use some other technologies but the key here is that microsoft is aware that teams is a little bloated when it comes to performance and they are working on that which is a good thing the other big like thing that is still we know about it but there's still a lot of potential there are these android apps and more importantly the windows store or the microsoft store microsoft's making big changes to the store allowing up to 100% take of your own revenue, meaning Microsoft won't take anything if you bring your own commerce engine, as they call it, to the store. I think Adobe is working on this, <clears throat> and there's some others as well. Also, the Android app experience is going to be interesting here because what happens is is they're working with amazon so your the android app that you want to run on your desktop has to be in the amazon store but you're also going to have to log into amazon so you're going to click the app then i believe there's going to be a prompt that you're going to have to log into your amazon account and then you'll be able to use that app on the store i believe you only have to do that once you only have to do that once but i also know that microsoft is still working and trying to convince the googles to bring theirs over which i would imagine would honestly be the same experience right they have their commerce engine or whatever platform in the store google play obviously you click the app and then you have to log into google play and then that's just how it works but there's a lot more stricter requirements with that because of all the google play backend services and so we'll see if microsoft is able to cross all those t's and dot all the i's with the googles to make them happy to make this a reality if they do though it'll be super interesting to see because then windows will effectively be just this open platform which is what microsoft wants we can run 
almost, and I say almost any type of application because the big outlier are iOS apps. Also speaking of the store, if it, if it can compile and run on Windows, you can probably put it in the store now. Microsoft is really just dropping the door or opening the gate, if you will, on the Windows Store, which is, again, Microsoft's really big effort to actually make the Windows Store, the Microsoft Store, I keep calling the Windows Store, an actual decent place to go grab applications. And I think... I think this might actually be it. The key, the key here is going to be how quickly and easily can companies build their own commerce engines because they don't want to give a cut to Microsoft so that, that they can actually do that. I think of apps like Affinity Photo, which are already in there, but I suspect that they might pull their store dedicated app and just roll their own Win32, which is what they sell on their site. That way they can keep more of the dollars. Either way, um, that will be another interesting thing to watch. But also keep in mind that Microsoft is courting companies like Steam. They would love to have Steam in there. Why wouldn't they? But on the gaming side, Tim Sweeney, by the way, was praising Microsoft heavily for their store changes. Although I wasn't completely sure if he was aware of this. For games in the Windows or Microsoft Store, Microsoft is still going to take a 12% cut, even if you roll your own commerce engine. So Microsoft knows that the value in the store is through games, and that is how they're likely going to make money. Still, a 12% cut is way less than ever there's in the market, who are taking up to 30% Apple, um, in which we all know how that is playing out. Although I believe the 12% cut actually matches what Epic is doing, so Tim Sweeney shouldn't be too upset because that's what his own company is doing at the end of the day. Now, there's another couple fiascos happening here with Windows 11. So, and they relate to two things, the TPM and 8th gen core processor. So, to run Windows 11, you need to have TPM and a TPM chip on your motherboard enabled. For a large portion of the market, that's not going to be an issue because most modern devices already ship with it, especially in the laptop space. So if you have a laptop, more than likely you're fine. More than likely you're fine. Also, if you built an or if you bought an OEM device, you're probably okay as long as it's newer. And I'll get to that in a second. But for somebody like myself who built a, a actually, I have two custom boxes, one that this podcast is running on and another that is upstairs that I use for my primary editing rig. Um, I haven't checked this box in. I'm a little bit nervous because it's a slightly older. But you have to enable it. Typically with a gaming motherboard, it's not necessarily enabled. And that is definitely one place where gaming motherboards, if you didn't buy like a higher end board, may not have this functionality. And it's causing some headaches as people are trying to figure out, hey, do I have TPM enabled? How do I figure that out? And so a lot of digging through the BIOS because if you do have it, and Windows doesn't see it, it's typically in the BIOS, which means you got to go hit delete or F12, however you get into your BIOS, and then try to find the, cut, the configuration, which isn't crystal clear. And it's dependent on your motherboard manufacturer about where that setting is, and if it's even called TPM. Sometimes it's under security. Mine was under like, uh, mine was under a different storage setting, or not a storage, but compute for the CPU setting. So it's going to create some headaches for some people. But I think the bigger headache here is that Microsoft is requiring, uh, or, requiring 8th gen core processors for that is like the minimum spec requirement for Windows 11. The 8th gen is not that old folks. Um, more specifically the Surf Surface Studio 2 that Microsoft is still selling on their website has a 7th gen processor which means it officially does not meet the recommended uh, specifications and I don't think technically it should be able to run it. I mean I, you can run Windows 11 on a Surface Studio 2. Let me be clear. You can also run Windows 11 on a Raspberry Pi if you were able to get a VM up and running. It's technically possible, but it's not going to be easy to get that up and running. And you're going to see a lot of warning screens to work around uh, some of the barriers that Microsoft has put in place, which is just a little bit awkward that Microsoft is selling hardware that out of the box will not be recommended to run Windows 11. 
even though they control the entire experience. So just keep all that in mind. Uh, on to the gaming news, because there were a couple gaming items this week. Uh, Xbox Design Lab is back. If you want to go build an Xbox controller that is as colorful as you are, you can absolutely do that. There's also new Xbox designed uh, hardware. There's new monitors that support custom or certifications that effectively means that they are HDMI 2.1 compliant and that you will get all the features that come with HDMI 2.1. But more importantly, Windows 11 has some new features that they effectively stole, not stole, I mean, it's the same company that they are using that were pioneered on the Xbox side. Uh, one is auto HDR. The other one is the direct storage API. Now, that is one of the benefits of the Xbox ecosystem is that, hey, they have a defined uh, storage speed and they also know the compute speed and there's high bandwidth in between them. I'm guessing this might require something like PCIe Express 4.0. I might be off there, but something like that. Uh, High-speed storage, and you will be able to use this direct storage API, or developers will, and get increased performance. Now, we don't know a ton about this. I've asked Microsoft for, for clarity on what the requirements are for direct storage API usage on uh, Windows 11. And so we will see, I, I strongly suspect it's tied into DirectX 12 and things like that. So just keep on the lookout as we learn more. So uh, on to the questions of the week. Always tweet these out. Uh, you can follow, follow me on the Twitters at BDSams. And then there's a link and then you can just pop it into the form. It makes life a lot easier. So AWA Wright says, do you think that apps that are being bundled with Windows 11, like Fancy Zone and Terminal, will be updated annually with Windows releases or possibly uh, Windows updates or something the other way? So in Windows 11, Microsoft is including, we'll just use like fancy zones, which they're calling it Snap Grid, I think now. If you hover over the uh, maximize button, there's a grid that shows up and shows you where to snap things. It's actually a really cool feature. It's probably one of my favorite. But the question is, will it be updated outside of Windows 11 or will it be updated with the annual releases? So two things there. First off, Microsoft has said that Windows 11 will be updated annually, not twice. That does not include service patching and cumulative updates. This is just for the feature updates that will be coming once a year. Now, I don't think that these, so my gut kind of tells me that they will update these once a year, although Terminal could be updated. I, I think Microsoft honestly is just building it so that Terminal could be updated outside of the cadence, but it wouldn't surprise me because they've gone to a once a year update that they might try to roll it into that for a bigger you know, kind of PR event. Gotham says, do you think the UI is going to be consistent in Windows 11? I certainly hope so. I absolutely can guarantee that there will be deep, dark corners that people don't access very often that have not been reskinned, uh, like disk management uh, tools and such like that that are extremely old but still built into Windows 11 or just Windows itself uh, that will not match the new UI. So just keep in mind, I think most of it will probably be there. I think Microsoft put a lot of effort into doing that, but I don't think it's almost, I don't want to say it's impossible. They could definitely do it. But I don't think that it's going to be every single aspect. I bet you can drill way down into the legacy control panel and absolutely find something that does not match. Uh, Eternal says, uh, my question is this. Windows 11 is released uh, and gave us the cha changes that came with it. Will Microsoft ever create the, on the gaming side the type of programs, for example, StreamYard or streamable or restream for Xbox gamers? So this is an interesting idea. It would make a lot of sense to put this into the game bar, for example, on Windows 11, something like that, where you can actually stream to YouTube or Twitch or compete effectively with OBS or XSplit. There's tons of these services out there. We didn't get any uh, indication that Microsoft was doing this. It wouldn't surprise me. It seems like a natural addition to the game bar to make it super stream streamlined, but for now, we have not heard anything yet. Uh, Mad Thinus says, 
on a serious note, looking at the enthusiast community struggling with this regarding TPM, uh, how is the great user base going to cope? Is it a big divider? Well, first off, keep in mind that people who are struggling with this are absolutely making more noise than the people who are not struggling with this. Microsoft did not do themselves any justice here, by the way. They released a Windows 11 health check app. You can download and run, it'll tell you. And But it just says, hey, your PC won't run and gives you no additional information. So Microsoft came out of the gate shooting themselves in the foot because people don't know if it is TPM and they don't know what other factor might be limiting them. Um, I think it's, I, I think Microsoft will get through this. I'm more concerned, honestly, about people who are running an eighth gen or a seventh gen uh, core Intel chip, which just, they aren't that old, uh, not being able to effectively run it. And then lastly, 720p resolutions, can they just die? Well, you got to talk to OEMs on that one. They do it because it's low cost. It is definitely low cost. Mr. PKI says, once Android apps are available and can run on Windows 11, will we see any computer or consumer apps written using UWP or Win32 anymore? Um, I definitely think we'll continue. Well, I definitely continue to think we'll see apps written for Windows. I would be more surprised to see apps written in UWP than Win32. There's a lot of there's a lot of developers out there who still use Win32 or are more familiar with it than UWP. And let's just be honest, UWP never really caught on uh, in any sizable, meaningful way. And if you need any proof for that, just look at Microsoft's own efforts to build UWP applications. Win32 will continue to be, I think, the primary uh, developer aspect. And, and considering what Microsoft just did with the store and opened it up completely... Um, I definitely think that the reason why I think that, that we will see more or additional consumer apps written, not necessarily in for Android is more specifically like full screen experiences. I think Android apps on the desktop will work well, but I don't, there's not a ton of apps that I would really run. I, at least me personally, it might be a podcast app or two. Those typically work pretty well better on mobile than say on the desktop. But if you're thinking like a full screen email app, I suspect that, that might be still written natively for Windows rather than through Android. Sydney2k says, I just listened to your participation in Colt's podcast last week. Uh, that was fun. Uh, you mentioned that your, ga your guilty gaming pleasure is golf games and with EA preparing PGA Tour game, what sort of features would you like to see? What sort of innovations that have arrived in the last few years would improve a realistic golf game? For example, would you play golf in VR? Um, I, I have like a real mixed experience with VR because most of the time when I play games, I just want to sit and, like, and just be sitting and happy and not running around my living room um realistically what i'd like to see is i'd like to see the actual tour player names um there's other golf games out there but they're either lacking the tour player names like rory or tiger or whoever or dj or somebody like that or they're missing the course names. so like obviously having the, the updated courses the updated names um for the players and realistically just a good multiplayer experience one of the last games i was playing was rory um, which was the last EA game, which is many years old, and the online experience was just terrible. It wasn't up to it wasn't up to spec. Um, and there's some uh, there's another I can't remember like PGA. It's, I can't remember the the name of the other golf game that's out there, but I didn't like it nearly as much. So realistically, they need to take Tiger Woods 2012, keep that same idea, keep that same gaming style and profile, but just bring it into the modern era would be what I want. Uh, J and BCK says, are Windows 11 snap groups going to replace virtual desktops? No. Or will grouping by virtual desktops still exist? I believe vir grouping by virtual desktops will still exist. Microsoft actually showed off multiple desktops. Um, they call them something different slightly, but the virtual desktops are not going away. Microsoft just kind of rebranding them. 
Shark 47, do you know if we will see updates to Windows 7, 11, to Windows 11 apps like Mail Photos and Notepads? Um, I hope so, but we, but this is what we're waiting for that first build. I'm hoping that we will see updates, but I don't have any exact information at this time, mostly because we're waiting to get our hands on that build. I don't want to go off what was in the leaked build because, um, well, it was a leaked build and we don't, we don't quite know what was in or is, isn't in, um, all of that stuff. Kadupa says, I have two questions. Uh, how good are the Xbox headphones you bought? I'm looking for a, uh, this will be key, for cheap wireless headphones to use for my computer and want to remove wires coming out of my PC. So if you're looking for a cheap headset, the Xbox headset that they announced for a hundred bucks is a very good headset for what you pay for. The sound profile is not really what what I prefer, um, but all the features are there. And as long as you're okay and you know that you're paying a hundred bucks for that headset, I think it will be more than happy. And it says, why is Microsoft not releasing Windows Hello compatible cameras for the PC? I so badly want one which doesn't cost $300 or more. I think you hit the key there is that they aren't cheap to build. I think they're going to be they're a couple hundred bucks and that's just the way it is. And that's what the market's going to be. Um, so there you go. Uh, Alpator says, do you have any info on how the taskbar and action center will be on multiple monitors? I am very curious about this myself as I use a multi-monitor setup, but I have not run Windows 11, the leaked build effectively natively on that hardware. It was in a VM, so spanning across multiple monitors didn't really work. And I am very curious actually how that's going to happen too. Uh, Marquis says, Brad, according to Microsoft, Windows 11 is not going to be allowed on Intel processors older than 8th gen. Do you know why this is the case? Seems odd to exclude so many devices that should be powerful enough to run. This is a great question. We don't quite know other than they just really want people to buy new PCs. So we, we don't know. There could be, I'm sure there's a technical limitation that they maybe went in there. Um, I don't know if it has anything to do with the bridge technology that Microsoft is borrowing from Intel to make Android apps run on the desktop. We don't quite know. We don't quite know. Uh, Will says, have you heard anything about a possible Sun Valley UI update for the Xbox dashboard? Since a large tile UI is going away with Windows 11, was curious if the Xbox UI would take some of the design from Windows 11. It would make a lot of sense. Microsoft is pushing for a cohesive design. And so why wouldn't they eventually bring that style to the Xbox? I kind of hope that they do. The rounded corners, I think, would look nice on the Xbox dashboard. Um, but right now, Microsoft has not officially heard announced anything. I haven't actually heard anything yet either. Uh, I just bought a Windows on ARM laptop because I'm a glutton for punishment. Good job, Crunchy Frog. Welcome to the family of, you know, just shooting yourself in your own foot. With the Windows 11 announcement, I can't help but ask, when will the upgrade come to ARM-based computers? That is a good question. Microsoft was all x86 or Intel AMD at the, at the uh, announcement yesterday. I would hope for their own sake that it is going to launch this fall. It would be real awkward if they were trying to say that, hey, ARM devices are first-class citizens in the world of Microsoft, and then Windows 11 ships like eight months later or something like that. The one thing we haven't gotten a lot of clarity on is will the Android apps work on ARM? There were mixed reports. I, I know that it will work on Intel and AMD, but we didn't quite hear about on ARM yet, so I'm still, I need to dig further into that one. Uh, oh... And Alfred says, uh, do you think Microsoft will allow manufacturers to make Xboxes and follow the PC philosophy? It's an interesting idea, but I don't think it's going to happen. Um, the idea is effectively the Xbox X and S are just PCs at the end of the day, right? It's made by AMD, the, the GPU and the CPU. It's still built. Yes, it has a split motherboard uh, in the X, but it's effectively still the same thing as just a PC. But I don't think Microsoft is going to go into that and allow that to happen, although they could. But you could also make that same case about last generation, mostly because at least as of right now, 
supply constraint on the chips is extreme. And so Microsoft is just finally starting to see some daylight potentially is what I've heard uh, on that, that capacity. But as of right now, no, I don't think they're going to allow them, although they could, but I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, if you were at Microsoft and allowed to buy a company, who would it be? I would buy a VPN provider like NordVPN. I think that's kind of where my head was going to go. Microsoft doesn't have a consumer VPN option yet, and I think that would be a nice addition to their portfolio on the Microsoft 365 consumer side is offering a Microsoft-built VPN solution. So that would be a, a nice little bundling in there. If you don't, if money's not an object, I think the next one of the logical options would be a company like Steam. If they could get Steam for a reasonable rate, I think that would be a huge win for Microsoft, but I don't think that they would actually, they're actually going to do that. Uh, Rubber Duck says, uh, kind of refreshing the way Microsoft does their announcement these days. So could you make this TPM stuff understandable for normal human beings? Because my new desktop RTX 3780 AMD 5800X doesn't seem to be able to run Windows 11. So you should be able to run Windows 11. You should. You need to go... So at, at a very simplistic level, the TPM is a trusted compute module. It, it, it's a a chip that is a security chip for the lack of better terms. There's a couple different ways this can be turned on. First off, you need to go into your BIOS. Actually, the first thing I would honestly do is pull up your motherboard uh, documentation and just search for TPM. And more than likely, because it sounds like you have newer chips uh, and a newer motherboard and it's a higher end setup, you more than likely, hopefully cross your fingers, have a board that supports it, but it's just turned off by default. And so that's how mine was. I have a, a 7900X and mine was turned off by default as well. Went in there, eventually found the toggle in the BIOS and turned it on. So that is something you should definitely go check because more than likely you have it. The problem is, is that Microsoft hasn't made it super easy to figure out if that is your problem with their PC uh, check, health check application. So I would suspect that you can run it. The other option is your your motherboard might have a header and you might be able to buy the TPM chip. They're not too expensive, usually like 20 bucks. As long as you have the header, you just plug it in and then you should be good to go. Uh, DBA tools, I would like to know why Windows 11 won't run on the Surface Studio 2. That's because it has a 7th gen chip. That's that's the only answer really we know. Uh, Choker says, do you think Microsoft will force the TPM 2.0 because their own chips they are planning? I thought I heard something about them embedded their own uh, SOC. I don't think that's the actual case. I, I would be very surprised. TPM 2.0 has actually been around for a while. Uh, I want to say since 2017, 2018. I might be wrong on those dates, but it's, it's not like a new thing in the market by any means. Uh, I saw you say that you can buy TPM modules from motherboards that connect... I don't know. I don't know if it's a USB header. I, I need to. I don't know if it's a USB header. It's definitely a header on the motherboard, and it would make sense that it would use a USB spec. Um, but I don't know explicitly if it is a USB header. So just keep that in mind. And then Iceman says, uh, "I watched the dev keynote, and everything about was about Windows 11 desktop. The whole Windows on everything now is officially dead. You are not wrong, my friend. Microsoft used to talk about how, hey, it's right once, run it everywhere, and that's that's really not the case anymore. Uh, do you know what's happening to the Windows operating system with the Hololens 2? It only runs PWAs and UWP applications. It's a niche product, but still curious what OS it will continue to run. I think it will continue to run the same OS that is running today, and the modeling will." continue to be the same. Microsoft has actually had pretty good success, at least from what I've heard, with HoloLens 2, given the type of product it is and type of market that it is targeting. And so I believe they will continue on the same path that they are on. Uh, the real news is when are we going to hear more about HoloLens 3, which is in deep development. And so I'm looking forward to seeing how Microsoft continues to improve that product. 
So there we go, guys. That wraps it up for this week. Just a ton of good questions. There's still a lot of unknowns related to Windows 11, and I cannot wait to get my hands on it next week. Make sure you are part of the Insider program with Windows 11, and that way you can download the bits right when they come out. You have to be in the dev channel, which means you should not be running this on primary hardware because we assume that it's going to be stable-ish, but you never know. It's a, it's a, you know, a new OS, even though it's kind of Windows 10, but just evolved. There could still be some gremlins and still be some bugs and still be some UI inconsistencies which could make things hard but as always folks make sure to keep it subscribed here because the only bs on this podcast is me <laughs>